Hi there, and welcome to our podcast about building confidence. My name's Jeff Head. And I'm Kareen Jones. And we are presenting our podcast today from Liverpool in the United Kingdom. We are delighted to have you with us for our first podcast, and we are all excited for what the following 30 minutes will bring today. We want this to be light-hearted and informative chat, like you would have with your friends. Yes, we want to become your mates for this time together. We're also thrilled and honoured to have with us today our fantastic guests. We've got Rebecca Ross-Williams, who is the Director of Creativity for Social Change at the Everyman and Playhouse Theatres in Liverpool, and Emma Baird, who is the Founder and Creative Director of Liverpool Comedy Improvisation. And we also have Al Diane, who's actually our producer today. And she's going to be here later on to tell us all about her inspiring story. Today we'll be covering topics such as encouraging you to take that first step to help yourself, how we can build our confidence for expression and imagination, the positive impact of creativity stepping out of your comfort zone can have on your mental health, evidence-based testimonials and some of our lovely production team. Most of all, we want you to be entertained in a fun and interesting way and for you to take something away from this that will help you. So without further ado, I'd like you to introduce you to our first two guests to discuss their roles and experiences in helping people with mental health through creativity, media and arts. I'll just start by saying that I know these two wonderful people very well as they have made such a difference in my life through their support and encouragement during my mental health struggle. I've always been interested in drama and the arts, but my anxieties, the inner critic stopped me from pursuing this. But through joining classes in the National Health Service Life Rooms in Liverpool, which is a brilliant centre for people to get together to gain advice, support and teaching on how to deal with their mental health issues and also to creative artistic classes and learn new skills. And through this, I met our first two guests, and this has changed my life. Anyway, enough about me. I'd like to welcome Rebecca Ross-Williams and Emma Baird. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Hi, Emma. Thanks very much for giving us your time to take part in this podcast. It's exciting. We really appreciate it. Would you just like to introduce yourselves and uh, give us a bit of information on who you are and what you do? It's a bit blind dataish, that isn't it? Who you are, where you come from? So we start with Emma. Yeah. Hi. Um, yeah. So I'm Emma Bird, and I'm the founder and creative director of Liverpool Comedy Improv. So I teach the skills of improvisation um, throughout Liverpool. And um, sometimes the focus is on comedy. Uh, that's the main focus. But um, actually, the skills of improv are transferable to um, almost every part of your life, whether that's your personal life, your work life, your mental health and well-being. Um, so that is uh, that's what I do. And I work for uh, the Life Rooms 
through uh, Rebecca, um, teaching improv uh, confidence through improv and uh, confidence through comedy skills at the Life Rooms here in Liverpool. Thank you, Anna. I was actually going to ask you to introduce yourself in the style of a meddlesome, meddlesome mosquito like you've done to me a few times. <laughs> I can do that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, Rebecca. Hi. I'm uh, Rebecca Ross-Williams. I am Director of Creativity and Social Change at Everyman Playhouse. Um, and my role is really about diversity, inclusion, and about engaging with the widest possible audience of people um, through the arts. And um, at our theatres, we particularly um, look to engage with people that are really marginalised um, or who need some support to be able to engage. Um, because mental health is an issue nationally, but also really particularly for our city region, Mental health and well-being is a priority for us um, to work with uh, our social partners and community partners. And um, we have worked with Mersey over the years, but um, in January 2020, started a new pilot to create a new life room in our Playhouse Theatre in the city centre, which is a really innovative idea because it's taking a working theatre and giving it a dual purpose. So daytime, it's a life room as a community resource for people, but also in the evening, producing shows. Brilliant. So as I say, I'd, I'd like to take part in um, some of the, well, a lot of the life rooms um, sessions and, and seeing the difference that it's made to people and confidence. Has there been anything that surprised you or been a light bulb moment for either of you that, um, you know, that you, realize that this is making a difference? Um, I think that um, you will remember this, Jeff, that we were meeting regularly in the studio at the Playhouse. And you know it was really clear to see the impact of that work on the people involved and people's confidence soaring. And as soon as people had more confidence and a boost to their self-esteem, all sorts of other things started to happen in people's lives. So even within that three month period, we saw enormous progress of people that were engaged. You know people who might have been too scared to come into a session uh, or hid in the toilet rather than come in. Um, an individual who was so, suffered such anxiety that they were completely covered in clothing and sweating when they walked into a session. And by the end of three months were planning to be in a show with us and would hold up an improvisation led by them, by themselves in front of a group, which was just such a catalyst for them. Um, but if you would have said to me at that point, could this work in a digital environment, I would have probably have laughed. Um, and when we even knew that the theatres were going to close, but we hadn't quite processed that because theatres hadn't been closed since the 1600s, um, I remember saying to, the, to everybody in the room, well, we really need to think about how we are working together and we should um, be a little bit more careful in terms of physical contact and all the rest of it. So what we'll try and do is avoid physical contact and I've got gel here, we can all gel our hands. And after only about one or two exercises, there was a unanimous decision that actually this wasn't guidelines yet and it was a real pain in the arse. So we would just gel our hands, carry on as normal for this session and then gel our hands again and it would be okay. Little did we know that next week the theatres would close. And um, on that week, the journey with Life Rooms on, Online with the um, improvisation and drama started with Emma because we knew that amongst the people that were we were engaging, people um, 
had different histories, but some people had come out of isolation and had taken an enormous amount of work and courage to go from being really in a room to be able to come into the city centre and engage in the community again. And so to be forced back into isolation was a terrifying prospect for, for some of the, the people we were working with. So um, that very week that we closed, um, we translated it onto Zoom. And that's been a life bulb moment because from there, we now know we always need a digital and live offer because I would never have imagined how much impact drama could have on a screen with people. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit later, but it far exceeded my expectations. Yes, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm testament to that. I, I, I can't believe it. It's just a small screen. Sometimes on your phone, it's not a minute screen, but it is so inclusive and so sort of, it, it helps with the isolation. I think you don't feel as though you're alone. And also you're making a fool of yourself and no one's looking at you. The neighbours might worry why they're hearing you shout mm -hmm. top of your voice, however. You know. Yeah, see that from uh, the case studies we've done from that period show just how vital, I mean, it's actually by a number of people being called a lifeline because for, for many people, it's the only time in a week where they are active on a screen, you know, and interacting with other people. And with the skills of, of an artist like Emma, then people are playing, they are they're having fun, they're interacting. And, um, and that is really, really invaluable. Um, and it meant that we had to really vastly increase the number of sessions we were doing. But, but also there's other things about it, like the fact it's at a particular time and, um, and encouraging structure and routine in people's lives. And, and it also, in a way that we hadn't imagined, provided um, a very safe and supportive group, like a family for those people involved. And, and they felt supported by the other people in the group. So oh, we know feedback that some people have said, this absolutely prevented them from going back into mental health crisis. Um, and that is amazing. But what is also so exciting for Emma and I is that people have really progressed with their lives through this during this time. You know, and there's individuals who came in to the first Zoom improvisation sessions who now have outgrown that and they're working with people nationally, you know, online, which is just awesome. I know if ever there was evidence that, that it works, you, you can see, and I've, I've been um, obviously seeing people, friends now, who I call friends, who were, wouldn't say boo to a goose at the start. I know that person you're talking about, she used to wear a, 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 a scarf and, a, and a, like a hat down and gla dark glasses and would sweat because it was so hot. But then you saw her at the front of a conga line doing something in, in improv, which was just amazing. So that's just brilliant. Thanks very much for that. And then to our lovely Emma, uh, <laughs> we have um, obviously like sort of been facilitated, I've helped you co-facilitate in a lot of the, um, the sessions online and we've done hundreds plus. Um, so what would you say to, to um, the difference it makes and also the light bulb moments? Hi, yeah, um, the difference is, is, is uh, palpable. Um, you, I mean, I, I see this within the life rooms as well uh, as um, in the work that I've been doing over the last five years with Liverpool Comedy Improv, just in the community. People have 
um, said that um, they were super scared to come to improv and sometimes they would hide in the toilets and not come into the function room where we held our sessions or this is when we were in person and or sometimes the people would turn up week after week after week and sit downstairs and not go upstairs to do the session but the moment they did have that moment of like right that's it I'm going to do this and they step through the the door um it is fundamentally changed people's lives I mean most of the people not most but a lot of people I speak to or they will offer that information to me that they were seriously depressed they were sometimes suicidal they were um had zero motivation um for uh, life and then they had the courage to come to improv and uh, ever since then, some people are now uh, writing poetry, performing poetry, writing plays, having their plays produced. Um, there are all sorts of creative outlets that, other, that they found just because they gained confidence through coming to improvisation. Um, so it's palpable. The change is palpable. And um, other amazing, beautiful things happen. So it's not just like unleashing people's creativity. It's, it's having people form really strong friendships with people like friends for life. Um, so I, I've had people both within the life rooms context and also uh, my evening sessions where like people have just found friends and support and feel validated and feel like they matter and that they are important. And um, I think that comes from that bonding of being silly together, laughing together, being courageous together, um, expressing their creativity in a safe, supportive environment. And there's something incredibly powerful about that, um, that, you know, yeah, so people manage to express themselves, be creative in other areas of their life as well, and form friendships. Um, and uh, I think that, that that includes that's my light bulb moment as well. It's like when people have said to me, this is what's happened to me because of improv, like this, this and this positive yeah. outcomes. I'm yeah. like, oh, ping. Oh, wow. Light bulb. You know, it's really important. It matters yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think also as well, I mean, as, as, um, as you both said, it does just open the door so much, but it gives you, uh, it gives you a whole confidence, uh, you know, and changes, changes your life in ways that you never thought it would. Um, and also opens up the world, literally because you're improvising in some cases because of the Zoom and the reach of Zoom with people all over the world, if you want to. I mean, you, you you know, that it doesn't have to be uh, improvisation, it could be comedy, it could be anything else within the media, anything that expresses yourself, I think. What, do you, what would you say to that? I think um, uh, it's really interesting that, that we're talking about improvisation because um, there's many creative um, subjects um, and, and activities that you could do that have um, mental health and wellbeing benefit. But one of the things I, I've discovered on this journey is just how amazing improvisation specifically is. Um, and that, um, Emma, Emma's written a paper on this, actually. Um, and it's because of what's required by the art form. You know, it's, it's about people working together as a team. But there's a rule right in the center of it, which is you have to make your partner look amazing, like a genius. And you do that by whatever they say to you, you build on it. Um, and that makes for enormous fun, but um, and that makes that, that's where a lot of the comedy comes from, in fact. 
but that's an amazing tool to have to be able to in the moment create positive thought um, and promotes mindfulness as well so with all of that you don't you can't make a mistake either which provides that supportive environment behind it so for me in this period i think drama is amazing for building confidence but improvisation and particularly because of how it can work digitally is is an amazing tool we were surprised at the I mean, the improv community globally have been surprised at the um, suitability of Zoom uh, with improv. It's like we all had to adapt very, very quickly um, as a sort of global improv community. Uh, we adapted very quickly in March and, um, and then we've all been beautifully, superly um, amazed and surprised that this uh, technology supports this art form. It's a, it, it might manifest in a different way to in person, but it does support this art form and it supports people to um, continue to be connected and um, eye contact and relate to each other and be mindful in this very moment right now. Um, and so, so all of those principles that you were talking about, Rebecca, are, are, are remain, you know, whether we're on Zoom or in person. Yeah, well, thanks for that. As, as we know, like there is professional help out there for people, but more people, unfortunately, are finding themselves struggling and the waiting list for help are, are getting longer and people need ways to help themselves, express themselves, gain confidence in what, all of what you were talking about. So how could people access these services? Um, certainly with the Life Rooms, now there's a digital version, which is um, Life Rooms Online Learning. Um, and... Uh, anybody can connect with that um, if you've got um, a digital device just by going onto the internet and, and putting that in. And there's a timetable of different activities which um, support mental health and well-being. Some of them are creative and some of them are a little bit more targeted. So you'll find things like managing anxiety or understanding psychosis and so forth. Similarly, you will find Super Sing, led by the Philharmonic, um, creative writing and drama activities. Uh, and it's a revolving timetable, so it responds to the interests and needs of, of the service users involved. Thank you both so much. Uh, I'm sure the listeners found this extremely informative. And uh, keep on making a difference to so many lives with your positivity, expertise, and you're just great people. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you both for making the listeners... Uh, uh, I'm sure the listeners found this extremely informative. Just keep on making a difference to as many lives of your positivity. You're just great people. Thanks. Okay, um, now we have Diane, who is a coordinator for the Directions Project at the Brain Charity. Uh, I felt really moved by a conversation we recently had on how, po uh, how to feel positive with encouragement. And I'll let Diane tell you her story, and then we'll finish with a couple of questions. So over to you, Diane. I got an email uh, through the Brain Charity given about an opportunity to do a theatre-making course through the Dada Fest, an organisation that helps people with disabilities. I found every excuse at the time in my head not to complete the application. But after finally speaking to the lady who was going to run the course, I was convinced to send the application in. Thursday, I had no hope and chance to, you know, even be accepted in any shape or form. Because um, I've never done anything like that whatsoever. 
However, I, I was actually invited to attend a group interview assessment at one of the local theatres. From there, they would choose only eight people to go forward onto this course. The enjoyment I felt being in the group interview was absolutely amazing. But my, my nerves were absolutely off the Richter scale and I ended up sweating in places that I didn't even know could sweat. I came out absolutely soaking. Um, even after that, as much as I enjoyed it, I still thought, no, there's no way I'm going to be on it because there's other people that were there who's actually done other things themselves. And I was on pins waiting and waiting for this email to say, as much as I thought it was going to say no, the hope was there. I'd actually got hope for once in my life. Um, and when it came, I couldn't believe, I thought I was misreading it, saying, yeah, you've been accepted. And I'm thinking, no, I'm missing the knot out of my head, saying, just ignore the knot. You're going to go on it. Anyway, I actually did get on it, which was outstanding. Um, and the group was absolutely amazing. We were all acceptance of, each, acceptance of each other on the course and we really, really gelled together. And we were, we were exploring things that we'd never, you know, encountered. Um, but unfortunately, COVID hit and the course was suspended, um, which resulted in an absolute knockback. We tried to keep together through WhatsApp, um, but it didn't really help. And we tried a couple of Zoom meetings, but that never really Got, got off the ground either so we was we've been left sort of in limbo at the moment to see whether this picks up or not again um and i'm just hoping that it does because it's something i've always really enjoyed i go to the theater with my mom at least twice a month um and i just would love to get involved with something like this and i felt that that would start opening a different door and a different path to my life um, that I could finally explore. Diane, can I ask how you got involved with the Brain Charity in the first place? Yeah, that was an absolute fluke. Um, I've been made, I've been made redundant in 2018. Been with the same company for these three years, and I was at the Brain Charity for a support group, which was in connection with my mum, and. I seen a lady at the desk and I thought, I've got nothing to lose. So I walked over and I said, look, these are my transferable skills. Um, I feel I could offer so much to the clientele that you have um, because I'm so passionate about giving vulnerable people support um, and, and whatnot. Anyway, didn't realise she was the CEO. Um, but then thought, I won't hear nothing of it. But I did. And I was asked to come in. And I started on a little part-time job um, as a support worker. Again, never done that before. I was in banking um, as a support worker. I absolutely loved it, but it was only a short same contract till February. And as I finished that, I was asked, would I stand in for somebody who had to go off sick? So I was like, yeah, okay, no, that's fine. But then COVID hit, so I couldn't really actually do that job. So I ended up setting up um, a brand new service that they'd never offered before, which was the one-to-one -one befriending service. So um, that went down absolutely amazingly. Um, and then in August, we opened the doors again and I started the 
job I was actually asked to cover, which was the directions project. Um, and the lady who went off sick actually resigned, so I actually got the job. So um, it, it's just everything has just been the right place at the right time. Um, and that's where I'm at at the moment. Well, that was really inspiring. Thanks, Diane. Uh, well done for taking that first step and deciding to ignore your inner critic and take the life by the horns and live the way you deserve to live. You, you, everyone has a voice and deserves to be listened to. Okay, I'd like, I'd like to introduce Teresa and she's got an interesting story to tell us about herself. So go ahead, Teresa, and uh, we'll listen to your story. Hi, I'm Teresa. I have slipped through the support net all my life. From being put into care at the age of 12, my journey resulted in PTSD, anxiety, depression, and diagnosed dyslexia. In my last employment, they were putting stress on me, giving me technology to use that I didn't understand until the pressure got so great, I went off sick and I had to leave. I have been on universal credit now for one year and it's not a place I want to be. Through the job centre, I was placed with an organisation that was based in the Brain Charity. I didn't even know what the Brain Charity was, um, let, in it, let alone... Um, what they had to offer. So through the Directions Project, I was offered the opportunity to do voluntary work in the cafe, um, helping with prep, learning how to make pastries, which has helped me gain a little confidence. The project has got me on the podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was up until now. So I've learned something new. It's difficult to know um, where to turn for support when you don't even know what's available. But most importantly, most importantly though, remember that you're not alone and there is support out there. You've just got to keep going. And whatever you do, don't give up. Oh, thank you very much for that, Teresa. Um, I'd also like to mention the uh, Richmond Fellowship as well, because if it hadn't been for them, we wouldn't have um, even done this podcast. So they've been absolute great help. And that was wonderful. Uh, I think we're going to come to Andrew next. So we'd like to hear Andrew's story and see how things have changed for him. Hello, uh, my name's Andrew. Uh, I'd like to uh, talk about crisis that helped me at a very uh, bad time in my life when my uh, confidence was at its lowest. In taking part in such things as poetry readings, short dramatic performances, such as a themed nativity play on homelessness and the cow concert, and also creative writing classes and art classes, I have gained a lot of confidence. And now I'll help in crisis to... Um, with their new campaign and with their uh, new magazine. It's about to come out next month. Thank you very much. Uh, that was wonderful, Andrew. Thank you. It's, it's lovely to hear such a, a range of people and their problems. And I think this is what 
we're all about today. So thank you for that. Oh, that was that was really good, uh, inspiring. And Corinne, I believe that you have um, a story of your own to tell. Yes, uh, obviously I'm Corinne. I'm the service user with the PSS. Most of my life I've suffered with um, mental health problems and I've had psychiatrists and various other types of work. But during a really, really bad time in my life, I was referred to the PSS by Inclusion Matters. It was a total wreck. Nowhere could I have done a podcast, talk like this, done anything. But the fab staff there, with their patience, inclusiveness and encouragement, I started to grow. And with their help, I've now become a peer mentor, as well as a service user. The PSS have given me so much hope and confidence in myself that I now want to give some it back. And if I can get people to access services and I want to achieve, I feel I can achieve something. So listening to this podcast today will give you a flavour of the help you can get. And you're also worth so much more. Help is out there and you are not alone. Thank you, Corinne. That was really, really good and inspiring. Um, so to deliver this podcast, we've got a great team with us. And it is worth noting that this is the first time anyone has done any of the roles we were given. So we'd just like to thank our team, Diane, our producer, Andrew, our researcher and editor, Joanne, Teresa, our researchers, and thanks, Corinne, for being a great host today. And thanks to you, Jeff, as well. It's been a, a really interesting time. And uh, I'm sure that even more could have been said, but uh, I think I've gained a lot for it. I'm sure everybody else will as well. So, Wow, great. thank you everyone. And we hope that listening to people with lived experience of dealing with their confidence and their mental health issues and how they've helped themselves and inspired you to make the change and know that it can make such a difference. It's baby steps at first, we know, but you just, just give yourself that chance that you deserve. Remember, you deserve to live your best life. Please help us spread this, the word this podcast can be found on hashtag confidence podcast. We would like to deliver more of these podcasts in the future to try to help more people in the struggles. So if you can help us and if you've enjoyed this, please pass the word on. Oh, it's just gone so quick, hasn't it, Corinne? It certainly has. So best wishes to everyone and take care, everyone. And thanks for listening. Thanks very much. Take care.